Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 161, and today it is the big one. Well, not as big as it should be. We didn't uh, <laughs> didn't get to go full full bit, but uh, so it's not Barbenheimer, but we are reviewing Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Schlappenheimer. I said we're reviewing Oppenheimer. <laughs> Oppenheimer, I hardly know her. <laughs> well, you didn't, didn't catch. Come that on, set you guys up for that? Yeah, uh, it wasn't. There. I think the length of the wor- like word fucked me up. Like normally it's like <laughs> Porter. Baylor, no, Oppenheimer. Right. <laughs> I was saying Slappenheimer. I mean, oh yeah, it was in the same vein. We'll, we'll get to that. Cool. Slappenheimer Gate. <laughs> Slappenheimer Gate. Yeah, yeah, Dude. that's a thing. Is it? Yeah. Corny. Mm, uh, plus some other stuff we've been watching as usual, but uh, I'm guessing the meat of this episode is going to be Oppenheimer. So we will. Uh, We'll get into that shortly, but uh, so we took a week off. Um, Pissed Jacob off. Just... He left the state. <laughs> I decided to leave states. Well, there we go. Yeah, uh, took a little, took a little hiatus. We, you know, we are uh, a people or a show, a people. We're people for the. <laughs> we people. are a people. Vox Populi. We are a people. We're the voice of the people. <clears throat> no, we're a show for the people. So we wanted to give as much time for the people to see Oppenheimer. Of course. Because it's not Before easy. we talk about it. And 70 millimeter. Exactly. You know, yeah. some people had to drive for that. So, yeah, seven hours. Dude, trying plus. to show, see the show. I mean, well, we saw it during the week and then the past weekend I saw it again and it was fucking packed still. You did see it, I've seen it twice? Yeah. In uh, IMAX? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't IMAX. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, they I wasn't don't even show row. that in fucking. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were getting sloppy toppy. Yeah. Like, I felt like we were Getting having the sex, I was oh, yeah. in Oppenheimer. a little bit of moisture like hit my face. I was like, oh, this is 4- <laughs> I was 4D. on top of yeah. It had the 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 chairs with the mist, yeah. and it just kept throwing lotion <laughs> at her <laughs> faces. Lou, every sex scene was getting <laughs> just, just a shot of KY right in the right in the face. And then the bomb goes off, and you leave a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, radiation. I, I think I need to get. I got a tan from watching Oppenheimer. I had a Michigan State logo, and it's burned in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> after watching it uh no but we did have a week off uh took took a took a little vacay up to sheboygan annual trip it was a blast thanks for everyone thanks to everyone for coming out so not jacob no, yeah. thanks, jacob. <laughs> no thanks jake <laughs> he, he went i he went, went eight hours the opposite yeah. direction <laughs> um but yeah anything else new with you guys well i moved states so i am in virginia now not technically yeah. a Virginian yet. That wasn't a bit. <laughs> and you really did leave. I really it. did leave. And I'm going to say I've really experienced some weird things that are different from Michigan here. We have these things like called monsoon. Like It's like basically a monsoon season here. <laughs> you guys never heard of it before, but it's this yeah. word called no, a tropical storm. <laughs> so like literally it went. So yesterday we were just out. And we were inside this store and like the power kept flickering a bit and it said it was about to rain, but you know, it was, it said it was going to last like 20, like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, no big deal. So we're in the store and the power goes out. I'm like, oh, so I look out the window and like the rain is sideways, like tornado, like hurricane level wind. I'm like, what the heck is happening? 
And then 10 minutes later, it was over. And then it was like, <laughs> fine. The rest of the day, it was perfectly fine. I'm like, that was weird. That must be a weird thing. Jacob's and then freaking I, out and everyone there's like, first <laughs> well, time. Well, I here. look it yeah. up. Who's I did. <laughs> I looked it up. And this is just a normal thing. Like, this just happens. It, like, all the time. From like May until for like five months. Does that have just, to do with like the East being on the East it has Coast? To, yeah, it has to do with like being off like the Atlantic. And because it's apparently there's hail and like tons of branches and trees and shit are down. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, th- and everyone's just like, yeah, I guess this is it. This is just a normal thing here. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because our buddy Jason, he was in Pennsylvania doing a show and it's, sh- it like did the exact same thing. It literally looked like it was a hurricane. Yeah. It was that bad. And then it was like sunny like an hour later. Is it, it because you're like, is day. it because you're like close to the coast, but you're so far inland that like, you get kind of like the swaths of, of it, yeah, yeah exactly like swaths of a storm and then it just like passes really quick yeah you have and chances also, of getting tropical storms and hurricanes and shit well apparently tornadoes are very common here turn up mm-hmm. it's like about that's it's almost rare. like oklahoma or, i feel like that's not rare but random is the other r word i'm thinking of <laughs> not rare yeah <laughs> yeah what, like random like where tornadoes yeah. are like more yeah like why common. yeah why would that be I get I get the plain states because there's literally nothing to stop a tornado from forming. There's just flat land. But I feel like top. But I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I, don't know. I, I mean, ask Jacob. I did watch a thing about it, but it didn't really help me. <laughs> it's, it's but it's that's apparently a normal thing here. Yeah, I saw the snap or the the TikTok snap that you sent. Yeah, yeah, that was yesterday. That happened. That was like uh, yeah. Thing. That actually, oh. that was what happened yesterday. Did you make the TikTok? No, I know. I went because well, because I was inside. I didn't know it was that bad. I'm like looking out, and it was sprinkling when we walked there. And What's, then all of a sudden, the power went out. I look out the window. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What's the DMV stand for? Uh, motor DC. Vehicles. Yeah, DC, Maryland, Virginia. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. And yeah kyle <laughs> it's it's the dm they just constantly get their cars renewed there you know it's a government body <laughs> they named it after that could be there so you, so you you walked to the theater obviously you said you saw another one how was the theater how was your experience what's your chain there amc right you said yeah there's so many amcs here like yeah it's crazy is definitely it the birthplace of the amc get on the list yeah i'm Worth gonna it. have to but yeah, I did watch Barbie. Get on the M and AMC. the C list as well while you're at it. <laughs> and it's not bad. They they need to they had to fix their like focus on at least in this one I was in because definitely the focus was a little off because all the words were a little blurry, and I wasn't sitting far away, so I know it's not eyesight. <laughs> so why was there words? <laughs> just in the beginning, there was like some title card and stuff like that came oh. out. And I was just like, that's a little blurry. It didn't bother you so much when you're watching the rest of it, but just like they could, they just need to turn, twist some or autofocus or something. But seats are comfortable. It's recliners, like the two seaters. Yeah, I love that. Dude, I like, man, going to celebration three times in a week, it's a step up from even NCG. Like, I kind of was like shitting on, uh, celebration cinemas in studio c i was like i always like viewed them as like a lesser tier yeah, like than ncg yeah like there i was kind of like yeah i don't know it's kind of like run down whatever it's on the south side you never know but dude the seats like 
seats in every theater way better popcorn's great popcorn was the one awesome. thing that they is worse is they have pepsi products and not coke products true but the better thing that than uh ncg is it's not the fucking freestyle coke it's actually foul. yeah i was yeah, gonna which, say because now i will never drink better. from those again like the weird oh, which of you guys <laughs> listen to our podcast yeah you'll learn you'll learn the, uh, those are disgusting episode yeah the men episode there's a bit in there that we call a freestyle coke <sighs> expert yeah. an expert actually we won't say their name so coke <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah they, they asked to remain anonymous <laughs> and we put a voice changer over them yeah. yeah i think he had to flee the state too actually yeah because of that. <laughs> after that <laughs> coke's he now works spy. for pepsi because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coke is still after him he was a spy Double much like um, he knew yeah. half the recipe he moved to the or he moved away from the red wave that, there you go he went blue. <laughs> exactly. He went blue. <laughs> Huge tie-in. All right. Anything else that we need to cover? All right. So let's get into our featured beer then. Uh, it was my choice. And, well, it was uh, narrowed down quite easily for me because uh, <laughs> we went to see Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter IMAX in Grand Rapids. So uh, I had to check out um, a brewery while we were there. One that we've had on the show before, City Built Brewing Company. We actually got to go uh, to the location and try a couple beers. But uh, we took these cans home, and this one is an American wheat, American pale wheat called Bob Dabalina. Um, in a, you know, me and me and Oppenheimer, we're on a first name basis, so I just call him Bob. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I call oh, yeah. him Heimer. Heimer. Or Oppie. <laughs> See, Oppie. Yeah, everybody calls him Oppie. Like, that's like, that's like... That's like the people like he says. Wave. Well, it's like the people that you know think are his friends, but like his real friends call him Bob. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Uh, so this is called Bob Dabalina, uh, American Pale Wheat, coming in at five point two percent. Three description reads: senseless wheat ale, tons of peach and orange flavors. So that's all you get. That's the description. That's Let it. Let me look if uh, there's anything else on the can here. Mm-mm. Nope. Just the uh, brewery description, which we've probably read this before, but fuck it. Let's do it again. We could have a brand new listener in this episode. Uh, Old traditions combine and become new trends. City Built Brewing Company strives to reflect that energy in our innovative beer recipes and methods and in our Puerto Rican-inspired food served in our downtown taproom. Come visit us and learn how we make the strange familiar and the familiar fresh and bold. And that is true. We did have some tacos there that were fired. It says the familiar fresh. Oh, Anvil. I thought that was an A. I was like, I know the ampersands like threw me off in the beginning, and then I realized how often they used them. Oh, they love ampersands. They got a safe space, here. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Probably. Uh, Did you ABVs five points? Yep. Okay, Mention cool. that. Didn't have any IBUs available, but uh, ready to crack into it. Good luck, Jacob. I cracked Beautiful. it on the Beautiful. ground at the end. I was going to say, did you put the mic on the it, table? I literally put it to the can, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like pink. Yeah, it looks great. Pouring, so I do imagine it's going to be quite peachy. Naturally, Kyle gets a drink out of a city-built glass. Yeah. Naturally. It smells delicious. Cool can, too, I should say. I like all their cans. Their can art is awesome. Everything about this place is dope. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It It really is. 
especially for being as small as they are, they they're pumping out some really good beer. Yeah, like every beer is, even if it's not exactly your style, it's true to style, and it tastes exactly. Yeah, right. What it's it probably like a should. really elevated version well, of that style. Yeah, you just might not prefer that style. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish I kind of insane. I wish I had tried the a coconut. Beer. Yeah. Did you not coconut take a sip rich. of his Jacobs? I didn't try it. Mm, yeah, it was, it was delicious. so good. All right, well, I'm ready to try this beer. Yeah, I got a little bit of head to go down. Oh, I'm trying it. Yum. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's good? I don't Amazing. get the over peach at all. Uh, it's very peachy, but not over. Really? I love the color. And, like, uh, it's fucking. Yeah, it's. Thick. I feel like it's just slightly fruity, but stone fruity. <laughs> But not necessarily like the peach is too strong or anything. Mm. I wouldn't say it's too strong at all. Maybe they melded it. Yeah, out I would say it's pretty balanced. I mean, I definitely get the the weedy, almost bready taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. that's Starchy. what I get mostly. Yeah, it's not. It's not like the fruit adds any like really tartness or I mean, there's like a juiciness to it, but it's not. I don't think it's overpowering either. This is good. Delicious. Now, is senseless wheat something that they came up with, or is that yeah, actually? Yeah, I don't know a, what the fuck that means. Is that actually a term, a beer term? No, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's. I will double check, but I've never heard. All right, because on the can it says senseless wheat ale, but we know it's an American pale. You type in senseless wheat ale, Bob Dabolina pops up. Okay, so. so it's something that they came up with. All right, I, I'm, I'm assuming it has something to do with whoever Bob Dabolina is. Maybe he's Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. <laughs> it says Dabalina me on the side, like he signed it. Yeah, it's maybe it's someone who's important in. Grand I think Rapids. that's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be the outro song now. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. What it's going for here. Mm. But. Yeah, I don't think it's nonetheless delicious. Also, crushability high, high on this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I could very high. These. I'm already like yeah, because there's through. like no bitterness to it. So there's like nothing. you could like chug this, like just crush it. Yeah, yeah, super crushable. Like if I had it, like four and a half. Yeah, huge. If you could, um, like on, I always think of like on a beach or like a summer sipper. Mm. This is like That's a think of. crusher. Yeah, yeah. I could drink a decent amount of these. Oh, yeah. For sure. Perfect ABV, too, for a wheat. Just like, you know, not too high, not too low. You could easily crush a few of them and oh my God, yeah. not this get beer too is fucked delicious. up. But yeah, feel a little buzz. Really Brad, you're an idiot. Love you. <laughs> Brad, I'm sorry. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong on this one, bud. Maybe he just has a really, maybe it's like Parasite. He just really can't do peaches. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I see what they do to those things. No, yeah, like if you have a strong aversion to like a certain flavor and that's prominently in the beer, then it's just not going to be for you. That's fair. A lot of people hate coconut. They probably hate that coconut rich, but yeah, right, yeah, just not for them. No, yeah, it's uh, it's quite quite good. High rating for uh, for what it's going for. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I gave it a huge rating. Ooh. 
But I mean, it's delicious. Yeah, it's personal preference for sure. But yeah, I love peach, and it's like subtle peach. I went. Yeah, to I've had over. a lot of like peachy beers though, and like this is the like one of the least <laughs> offensive. <laughs> well, like too, like when you, I mean, we say this all the time, but match it up against other beers in the style. Like, what are you going to reach for on the shelf? Probably this. Yeah, name yeah, a better. Hundred percent. <laughs> if I see this again against pretty much any wheat, I'd probably grab it. Like, I yeah, see like if you're looking, this like sitting. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for grabbing for wheat, exactly. I do love Oberon though. I like Oberon. I'm out on Oberon. <laughs> I'm so done with them. Yeah, this is even like more subtle, I guess, than Oberon. Oberon has like a. It's got a bite to it. Now. Does yeah. Not like a good one though. I think for me. yeah, kind of. But it's like hoppy. I think it's because of know, like the fruitiness. Like it like cuts through that a little bit. Mm, yeah, because this definitely ha- does have a hot flavor, but it's so mellowed out from the peach, which is also mellow. So yeah, like this I think is it's just super, super balanced. balanced. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like it's if I was to use the word like soft to describe a beer, this would be it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but not could... soft in a in a sense of carbonation. <sighs> no. Because <laughs> like you, when you say a, a beer soft or hard, it means it's either over carbon or under carbon. Mm. Well, I was, I <laughs> well, was just he, he's like that's not flat. what I meant. <laughs> yeah, flat soft. Well, flat is but that's like, the technical stuff. That flat is like no carb. Soft would be like under carbed. Well, I think Kyle meant it more po- like uh, poetically. That's what yeah. I got. <laughs> yeah, yes, like the, his... but uh, I I know that I know what the technical term that you're referring to yeah yeah but i never think of here that we had you, like a when you say it full fist head on the top of it like two fist right. head <laughs> yeah like the astrophysics that was yeah. hard okay yeah yeah it was all right <laughs> made me hard <laughs> anything else on um bob dabalina nope delicious grab it i wish yeah. i would have uh, grabbed a whole pack of it now <laughs> i know bob dab bye dab <clears throat> Doppenheimer. Bob Doppenheimer. Bob Doppenlina. All right, cool. Well, stay tuned. We do have another beer from City Built that we're going to crack into later um, because this is so crushable. It might be sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Gotta have it might have to hand. be halfway through the review yeah. at this rate. Oh, yeah. I'm already I mean, like a third. Depends left. on it depends <laughs> how long the review is, but you know. All right. Ready to get into said review, featured review? Yes. Let's do it. All right, we're talking Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppenheimer is written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, it is stars That's a lot of people. <laughs> every actor fucking known to man. <laughs> every actor relevant. <laughs> All the and, famous. And every actor known to man and two women. Uh, <laughs> no, it stars Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Alden Ehrenreich, Jason Clark, and a few others. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, sorry. Gotta, I guess if there's two, yeah, women, girl. I should name both girl. of them. <laughs> you said and two girls, two girls, but I'm not going to name them. Excluded I his mean, favorite. She's not in the top. Oh. Uh, all right. Plot synopsis reads: The story she was of America. Top though. She wasn't. <laughs> uh, the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. What did you guys think of Oppenheimer? I think it was amazing. <laughs> so I had high expectations going into this, even though they were slightly tempered. I like was hoping <laughs> Tenet was a one-off thing. And like, you know, he got that out of the way. 
I, I talk about like Tenet was bad. It was not bad at all. But well, you when like, you hold them to a standard. Yeah, like when it was coming off like Dunkirk yeah, exactly. and then Interstellar and like all these bef- just immediately before it, and then you have that, it just sours a bit. I think you're. Sh- I think you shit on it a little too much. I think you. I do need to rewatch it. it. I do need to rewatch it. But same, same. Still, I don't really want to. <laughs> but maybe but I will. Think you could put subtitles on this time. True. That was like honestly the major thing I had with it. I just couldn't hear them. We also don't know if it was the mixing of the movie or the mixing of the theater that we. I had. thought it was the theater, but then I heard a lot of people had the same complaint. But. But then they remixed it and sent out a corrected version. Right. So and the oh, and I'm sure the that. streaming version is oh adjusted. yeah the, the fixed yeah for sure. Well, and you also have subtitles. So well, but right. anyway, regardless, anyway, high expectations, a little tempered by Tenet, and it met those and exceeded those. This movie is a masterpiece, and yeah, I just the pacing was amazing. You can watch like. I, I think Josh and I talked about this for a second. There's like movies when you like check, you know, your watch and see like, okay, I still have that much left. And this one, I'm like checking my watch. And I'm like, oh, there's only that much left. Yeah. Like it was flying by for a three hour movie. I never once felt like uh, I want this to, when is going to end? Like the pacing was great. Maybe not hundred percent perfect. Just there's one little awkward part, but that I feel like that's just like a dent and overall that it was amazing. And yeah, it looked great. I thought the score was great. I think the acting like Killian killed it. Killian killed it. He's Killian killed it. Killing. Yeah. No, we, we had to look up and make sure his name was Killian. Cause I wasn't sure if it was Cillian or Killian. I've heard people say Cillian. It is Killian though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. 100%. It is killing. We looked, I've heard, he said I killing. Think, and yeah, himself. Like the people that say Cillian, I don't think I've ever. Well, heard it's it like the Irish. Correctly. We say Boston Celtics in America, but it's Celtic. Boston Celtics. Yeah. So that would make sense. at Caesar. Usually yeah. hard. But he said yes. his own name and it's definitely <laughs> Killian. Like Zendaya. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he was he's definitely going to win for this. <laughs> like he's definitely winning an Oscar for this. Finally, I I don't know, man. Really? I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's pretty locked in. Because, I mean, there's like, it was just such a subtle role for me. It was a lot of expression and that had to like override it versus like a big bombastic like acting it was like so subtle and yeah but how yeah, many he, times does the academy award subtlety they usually like those over big performances yeah i guess you're right but they didn't maybe give they David won't be done for his over the top fucking they didn't no and what and um well i guess he was best supporting but in uh <laughs> judas right what yeah. the fuck that was called right king yeah what was it called <laughs> judas and the black messiah that one well, I think this I definitely supporting. should because he he killed it, but he always kills it. But like he, I think this was like just it takes a lot more. We always we talked about that before. It takes a lot more to show this much with so little versus showing much with a lot. And mm-hmm. he definitely showed up for this. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the only I think the only one that kind of bothered me even a little bit was 
uh, Robert Downey Jr. But hmm. overall, really? yeah, I was That's like, I think he's good. I no, I don't think he was bad at all. <laughs> but I just think that whole like storyline at one part just kind of felt weird. It wasn't like him specifically, but that like, um, you're not talking about his performance or you are talking about his performance a little bit with him because of, no, it's not really, I guess. Okay. It's not his performance. It's just like, it was kind of felt a little awkward at this one part near the end. And, Mm. but yes, overall it, it wasn't, yeah, necessarily him or his fault. But yeah, overall, it's an amazing movie. I definitely want to watch it again. I think I'm pretty set where I am on the score, but I, I, but it's like hard. It was amazing though. It and I am so glad we got to experience. It's hard or you're hard. <laughs> I both. It was amazing <laughs> to experience and also like just being like listening to all the stories of like what kind of this movie kind of created is just kind of crazy that people were driving and like it became such an event and it felt just so different. Like usually I go to a movie, I just, you know, drive to it. This felt like I'm going to a concert or like a festival or something like I'm dry. It's like, I'm planning a day around going to see this movie, which is just rare. And that it also succeeded in that. It just felt a little bit different than normal. And I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't know how many there's not many directors, if any. And I, I'm obviously an open fanboy of Nolan, you know, what? Jolin or Molin, whatever you want to call me. I'm I am a <laughs> stan. I'm a Nolan stan. I've been Nolan. I've been a Nolan stan since. Fuck. High school, Dark I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally dark. I think no, probably Batman. No, probably Dark Knight. Yeah, two thousand eight. I've probably been a no, like the biggest Nolan fanboy, at least in our friend circle for sure. Um, so I always have high expectations for all of his movies because that's he he established that for himself <laughs> in my eyes. And um, going to Oppenheimer, there's there's few directors, if any, that working right now for me, especially that garners this much of a experience like jacob was saying this was an event and there's not many working directors right now that can create such a grandiose experience on screen the way that nolan can and kind of take you along the the quote take you along for a ride but he's taking you along for his ride and you're just kind of strapped in and he he takes you he has a way of creating this um experience and creating this this event where you're along for the ride and you are um kind of following exactly what he wants his highs the highs that he sees are the highs that you're supposed to feel and he just does such a great job with that and from top to bottom the dp um one of my favorite is probably my favorite as well hoyt van hoytema um, when they're working together, it's magic. Uh, the direction Nolan that provides for Hoyt, um, Hoyt in himself is great as well. But them two together, the direction that Nolan leads him and um, his greatness uh, in terms of acting across the board, I thought everyone was amazing. Um, I don't even think there's a single weak spot in any of the actors. 
Come on, not one single Not a single one. I can't even find a blemish in in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you both were going to say the same. I don't remember his name, but. Dane DeHaan. (laughs) I love Dane DeHaan. He's so out of place. Yeah. (laughs) No. I feel like he's just like out of his league and especially in this movie. I mean. Like he fits a role in this. He's not even that big of a character. I know. Yeah, but he kind of. Okay, how many big moments? How many amazing actors, Academy Award winning actors play bit characters? Rami Malek has three lines in the movie. What are you saying? I'm saying that like Nolan can get whoever the fuck he wants to play this guy. Like, why is Dane DeHaan playing him? Because he's a lesser man to him. I don't know. I wouldn't say Dane Dane DeHaan's like a. I'm like, oh my god, I I have to see this movie because Dane DeHaan's in it. No, I'm not. I'm just saying like comparatively, that would be like my only like, and I don't even think he was bad i just think i just no, think so he, he's out of place in comparison to 15 minutes of screen time maybe yeah for sure that's maybe. what i'm saying it's like well you i mean you're the one that said there's not a single yeah i don't think he was out <laughs> if of we're talking in superlatives <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i am talking in superlatives <laughs> then we, we have to like i disagree that he was out of place or that he was bad. no that's fine i'm just saying to me that was like my only yeah I again i don't even think he was bad i just think it was like it was out of place for me. And then who was... I love uh, the guy from uh, Cocaine Bear. I forget his name. Robert Downey Jr.'s like... Which one? Right-hand man. Oh, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Thought he was great. Yeah. I was surprised by it because obviously the most recent we saw was Cocaine Bear, which... Yeah. Isn't and he got fucking much. shit on for like Han Solo and stuff. And I think he's... Oh, yeah. I forgot he's he was Han Solo. Yeah. I thought he was good in that, too. Like, I think... I mean, I didn't know people just hate that movie. It's not his fault. (laughs) People hate it because it messes up Star Wars. Fucking get real. Bunch of nerds. Get over it. Um, No. Yeah. I thought that movie. And I was glad to see him in like something prestigious like this, because hopefully it it brings him back up to the level where he should be. Because I think one of his earlier films, he had like a lot of hype, a lot of buzz around him. And then it died down like because of Han Solo. And then it's just been like, I don't know. Yeah. Petering out after that. Hopefully this. I would. I would hope so, too. I mean, he. I wouldn't say he had a massive role, but he definitely had a no a prominent one. It's like some of the conversations and lines that he had were definitely yeah. Oh yeah, bangers. the line at the end <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Huge. <laughs> um, the ending was absolutely incredible. I I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. this uh, yeah, I just I think this is a masterpiece, like Jacob saying, and I think I read a rev- a review of it by Silent Donnie. He said like I walked out feeling like. Walked out feeling like I just witnessed a future classic, like firsthand, and I think that this goes down as one of the best movies. I mean, it's already in the top twenty-five. I think. As no, I it think stands. it's gone down. It did premiere very high. I just looked like yesterday, and it was twenty-three. Oh, was it on IMDb? On, oh, IMDb. Okay. Yeah. Um. Either way. I don't I don't see any I mean you could if you wanted to get a fine tooth comb and try and weed out nitpicks and things of this movie you definitely could obviously but um I think that this is as good as it gets in cinema top to bottom um boy how do I follow that up all right <laughs> I have seen this twice now the first time I left very disappointed uh def it's nowhere near bad or anything but the one thing that i think 
is worth considering is that this has been a passion project for Nolan for how many years? Like 15, maybe 20 years. Mm. Like he's been like obsessed with like this idea and like this movie for a while or just like Oppenheimer. Obviously you can tell that he knows a lot about him and he's, you know, researches for however long. Anyway, like I I had heard at some point that this was like one of the first movies he wanted to make, but never thought he it like would sell or that like he could do it how he wanted to do it, obviously with his big ideas in mind. Uh, so he had to wait till now. But when you're that close to something, like you see all of these things, right? And but like when you it's he can't step back and look at it like kind of like from our eyes and perspective. And uh yeah, that was kind of my issue the first time was I thought it was the like in terms of pacing, it was like too quick. Like you're moving from you're moving from place to place and scene to scene like with no breathing room. And I get it's three hours and like he's got to like otherwise it would be even longer than that to to extend some things out. But it just moves at a fucking lightning speed and there's nothing like you have to to really get everything. I feel like you're probably going to need to see this like four or five times. You definitely can't go pee during it or you're going to be lost. Yeah. And it's not like. Like you can definitely get, I guess what's going on and stuff with the movie, but there's there's a lot more stuff that I caught on the second time, but it just moves like the way. I just think it moves too quickly, and it goes from like place to place very quickly, and there's a lot of like a uh, of a lot of like saying something, and I mean no one's kind of guilty of this. Like the you know people complain about like his expositional dialogue and writing and stuff and in some movies it makes sense more than others and then like this it's a lot of like they'll say something and then they'll boom and immediately the next shot is like showing that thing that like was just said you know what i'm saying and yeah. uh it, yeah i hate when movies say things that they're gonna do and <laughs> actually do them. well i'm just saying that. it's like hey when they lead say a scene and then they follow it up with the scene that they were talking about hate hate when movies do that i'd rather them never bring it up or bring it up an hour later uh okay that's whatever <laughs> just saying it moves very very quickly and it does it just uh it's it's hard to understand like the gravity of things because like it seems like i said when you're that close to it it seems more obvious than like being able to like step back and put perspective around it like there's a lot of there's a lot of moments and scenes that happen that feel like underplayed in the movie but are actually like a big fucking deal and like pivotal moments. And like, I just didn't feel that that moment hit. My, I would argue that the gravity of this movie was fully explained and experienced. One of the, some of some one of the one notes I have is about okay. how a gravity of a situation was. Well, there's so many that's, that's, uh that's what I'm saying though, is there's, there's so many moments and so many things that, and I mean, you feel that in the end too, right? Like it, Nolan is like, he's, you know, built up this, this, uh, expectation and, you know, career of all of his movies having like this, uh, kind of like, you know, the puzzle pieces come together, especially in the end. And you have these big realizations and stuff. And 
it feels like so much of the movie is set up for for those moments at the end and there's like so many moments like there's so many times the score swells and you know boom this like huge reveal after huge reveal after huge reveal it's just like that would have worked better like if there was one or two of those moments and like it's it built better to that there's there's just a lot of things that unless you go in knowing them it's hard to grasp like the gravity and like the reality of this and for for it being a three-hour character study i just didn't feel that there was much character development Hmm. like we see i like like some of the stuff with oppenheimer is great like the like the moral questions that he has and like especially like the existential stuff that he feels but like him like his character coming into question i feel like it's not concerned with asking the question if oppenheimer is you know a bad guy or a good guy it i think it definitely paints him in one particular light it's not interested in asking that question it's just like i think it's saying that you know basically like we were too hard on oppenheimer and like that this is like to me it feels like his hero story i mean uh, Hmm. that's interesting isn't wasn't this already all played out yeah so the way that the way that he's thought of now is because of what actually happened this i mean to say that it's his hero story it's just portraying exactly what happened yes but there like there is the question of like there's the moral question in the the crisis that he even faces you know after the dropping of the bomb and stuff and i like that from his perspective it's it's a problem to him but like there's the question too of you know bringing up well is it the person who made the bomb's fault or is it you know person who drops it who dropped it is it their fault exactly i mean there is that i'm just <laughs> saying like, like that's the movie <laughs> yeah there, well, <laughs> there is that there's that moment i mean in in Truman's office, which is great, but yeah, which apparently saying, like, was a real the light thing that, that it paints him in is more. I'm talking about like he th- there's moments that happen in the movie that like would make him seem like a complete asshole. And there's like how his life is just how he is in his life, his mood and and like character change more than like, I guess would have shown. It's always kind of painted him in a good light in the movie where I would rather have seen bigger arcs from him do you think it showed him because like i think like the adultery and stuff didn't actually show him in a very good light like well, especially with like that. emily blunt i mean he yeah. openly ex- yes. calls himself a womanizer and like i think he's yeah just, i know that's what i'm saying though i think a lot we're of just stuff supposed to accept, like accept said, the person that he is there's a lot of stuff that's like said and like even to his colleagues and and other people's knowing that he's like super arrogant and like you know always narcissistic of yeah exactly like but it, i'm just saying it doesn't like show him in that light it's always i don't know it's always pretty positive i don't know i i feel like well i think like it, it was like there's subtle parts because i really liked there was like a sub story about how like he was so important and he felt so important you know and like doing this and like you could tell he kind of liked the position he was in and then i think it might have been Emily Blunt's character who said it. Like, you know, someone said, like, basically, after you do this, you're going to be like nothing. You're going to be just tossed. And then 
like one of my favorite scenes was like after they finished and they had, you know, the successful test, they go and then there's like the boxes chained up, leaving away. And like right before that, he's like, oh, I'll come with you to Washington. And he's like, why? Yeah, you're done. And he's just like, oh, and you could like see based on his face, like he like thinks he was so important, but really wasn't. And like that's when the reality I saw started kicking in because he just saw this going away and he realized now it's just out of his hands now. He's really nothing. Like he really was just tossed to the side immediately. And they wouldn't even answer his calls or anything, even though he was this guy, this important guy who was literally the leader of this project that was supposed to change the world and kind of did. Yeah. So, and that was set up too by like when in the recruiting process remember that moment when he says um the guy he's trying to get says like they need us and he's like yeah until they don't yeah yeah so i did feel like yeah it wasn't well it wasn't like explicitly like said that he changed but like i after that is when you saw his big change into everything it was like oh it would like knocked him down a few notches like you know that along with the anxiety yeah. of the the magnitude of what he just did and yeah a lot of knowing the post that he has stuff no he has no control he has zero control of what good. happens after the military yeah. gets it and that's when he, he thought he felt like he lost control was when he saw like those chain boxes leaving yeah and he was when he uh met damon general grove i think mm-hmm. when he was when he's like yeah we gave him the ace in the hand now you just have to let them play it I think that was like when he the realization like you can almost see the it almost was like you could see his his soul leave his body like drop out like he got super pale almost and it was like after that you don't you don't know where it's going to drop like you heard about it you kind of made these decisions and were part of the conversations to where it was going to drop but at the end of the day it could have dropped anywhere they could have dropped it anywhere and for for him to not have any control, like Jacob was saying, and for once in his life that he didn't, I guess, get what he wanted and the realization of that. Yes. There's there. I'm not saying that it's, it's completely void of those moments, but like there's a lot just of, there's a lot of uh, character stuff that were to me was missing. And I, I mean, I don't know how to solve it in a movie that's, three hours and has to cover so much it's it's hard to say like yeah i heard that some people thought it should have been it would have been like a mini series would have been great or it could be like multiple one i mean yeah there you could definitely could have extended a chernobyl but (laughs) then it wouldn't be you know it wouldn't be a known movie at that yeah anymore which is yeah that's why it's hard to hard to say what you know what should have been done but there's just stuff like at the end, like that reveal of like the cheat, like there was the affair initially with Tatlock, but like he had another affair and like, that's just like glossed over so quickly. And that was like a huge thing for another character and like their, their motivations for what happened to him and what they did. And it's just like so fast that like there's one line about it and boom, we got to move on. Yeah. There's so much information to get in. And that's it. Just kind of goes back to everything, like the writing and the pacing and stuff. It's like, well, that's that's the question is, do you want this movie to be a movie or do you want it to be a documentary? Um, Because if you want it to be a documentary, then you're 
the things that you're saying, I feel like. No, I, I feel like it feels more like a documentary because it has to fit in all of these things. Whereas like a movie, I would rather it be more hyper focused on like Oppenheimer's character and like his, you know, the things that he goes through and portraying him more in a like hit. I mean, not he thought he was like even above human, right? He gets called Prometheus at one point. Um, but just put, but showing more of that side of, um, uh, like what his, you know, what he goes through and like his character arcs, I guess. I don't know how else, how else to describe it. Now, like I can see that my like most problem was with like the black and white part, but like that, what whole, was your issue with that part? I did not like, just love that side story. It felt like kind of like cheesy in a sense i don't know like i don't feel like the way it was built up for um rdj's character like to like be so mad and like to do all these things and then like it just felt kind of cheesy when it was like because maybe he was right like at the end i don't know i'm just like okay yeah well that was part of it that like i didn't even i felt the setup was like i was like okay what what exactly is going on? I was this? confused. That's what that's I'm what saying. I'm, that was the worst thing. You need for to know me. a lot before like going yeah. into it. That's like, why I thought on a rewatch that. I would like better get now that I know what that was going for. Yeah. I can like get it more. more. But yeah, I was really confused on what that part was even talking about or why he was mad at him. Like it showed, you know, that trial scene where he said something, but I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was about even him. And yeah, like and why he would be out. so mad at him. Right. And then by the end, I'm out. like, oh, okay. What? Which is, it's a cool moment. But the end, again, the end has like, is going for like four of those moments. Like four of those. There's like this like built up, you know, dialogue. And like, it's all leading like to this one moment. But then there's like four of those moments. Yeah. I did love the absolute end, but. I do love the very end. Yeah. Yeah. I did think, yeah, just that Strauss, basically Strauss, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> said just, Strauss, but they said Strauss or something. Yeah. Because Strauss just is like more German. That I feel like I did miss on just the one watch. I felt like I missed something, even though I never moved. I was completely engaged the whole time. I'm just like, why is he this way? Like towards him. But then in the ultimate end, I was fine with it. But I just, yeah, I, it didn't hit me the way. I thought it should have for those specifically, but everything with Oppenheimer, I felt more like okay with. Yeah. And that stuff gets better on rewatch for sure. Just being able to like understand the plot. And then there's like a lot of, there's actually a lot of good lines, like in the beginning that tie back to the end. If you watch it again, and repeat uh, yeah, viewings, you'll get more like of that. The- I plan Easter to watch eggs. it again There's, pretty soon. I mean, I wouldn't call them Easter eggs. It's just like well, like, I, t- like connections that like, because you know what's going to happen in the end, like there's a lot of great writing in the beginning that like comes back, you know, set up. Yeah, I meant like, like the one Easter egg I'm referring to, I'm sure there's more, but when he's like super young, he's watching the rain hit the puddle. Yeah. Well, you yeah. see the ripples and then, right. then they show the map and yep. them dropping bombs on ripples and then the very end scene. With him and Albert Einstein, you see the lake is ripples. Yep. Like just the bomb, you dropping the bomb, but showing the what actually happens after you drop the bomb and knowing what a ripple does and kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's It's all about the chain reactions. Yeah, it's a great visual 
for sure that they that use. carries through yeah the, the whole entire movie, movie. Mm-hmm. definitely and uh, no, uh, no cgi actually at all it's only there's video effects but no true cg in this movie well the earth like the earth getting bombed has to be some kind that's of that's visual no they actually there's a difference between cgi and visual oh, they, oh cgi they is, actually oh. destroyed the earth's atmosphere yeah cgi <laughs> is making is having a shot and then you adding something to the shot video effects is it's its own shot so it's not like he was holding some you know like cgi would be like if you're holding a sword that's not a real sword or video effects right. is just showing us a, a sword that's created with a computer so you're saying all there's no animation there's zero is C- no is cgi no that's the entire movie's made in that If CGI it's shot, is is added post. It's not a shot of the right, right. It's is added post. CGI itself is added. There wasn't a shot, shot of the earth, and he added the fire. It was all. It created. was all created. Okay, but that's that's not CGI. Oh my god! <laughs> what is it? What do you created it like? What do you created it? In? Why? What do you video effects? It? It's different. I mean, I believe you. But I'm just saying it makes like that's that's what I'm saying is like all of. A, an entire animated scene would be created from there's not a shot that they they didn't shoot a, yeah you know. but that's it's different i'm just saying it's might be semantics but it's not okay he can say that there's no cgi in this film right seems like a loophole he pulled out no. <laughs> splitting hairs yeah splitting I mean, atoms because <laughs> like well yeah there's the other thing like I, the particle effects which i love all of those dope i love all those moments but but they're not added into yeah the I, scene. Well, actually, there's some overlap where it's a yeah, shot in the back. Yeah, d- that's a double exposure. Oh, my God. Here we go again. <laughs> it's a fucking semantics. Sure. No CGI, Nolan. You did it. There's no CGI Congratulations. Shot. There's zero CGI stills in this movie. Or shots. Oops. <clears throat> so I was trying to unlock. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, great. No CG. Um, I I did love the score also. I was going to say, you have to banger. love the score. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Any, any edit to the... The score bangers playlist yet? No, or I have not been able to search rifle through. through them yet. No, not yet. The early one when they're showing him, like his the dream scene where he's like laying in bed and you see like the things whipping around and yeah, you see him kind of thinking. <laughs> I like the warbles just but when it was like behind him and stuff and how that added to the score. But the what? The warbles like behind him when he's like oh. having the speech and stuff is like Whoa. Uh, oh yeah that scene was <laughs> yeah amazing well Incredible. go okay so on that point too i didn't i didn't love all of the uh i guess like the dreams it's not dream stuff but like the stuff that wasn't happening i wish they i kind of wish it was gone it had taken it a little farther than what they did how <laughs> so i i don't know there I, there's I like love the those. no i <laughs> but I wish it had gone for okay. Unless so I this think movie is directed by Ari Aster, Kyle doesn't. This movie like it. is an R rating, and there's obviously a point that it's trying to make is like the horrors of war. Like that's a that's a oh, hard. You mean the violence? He wanted I mean, Hiroshima like, to be bombed. He wanted to see it. Well, not to see the bomb <laughs> like dropped on that, because obviously then you would lose the no CG thing. <laughs> but you had to like kill his... some kids, and then Kyle would have been happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There was a it. dead kid. <laughs> that was a dead person. No, that was a dead adult. <laughs> no, there was a 
couple that was holding their kid. Oh, that's it was true, like yeah. a burnt body. Oh, when they were crying when he walks through yeah. that. See, like that, I, I watched that twice and never even understood what the fuck was like going on there. I mean, I got that it was in his head, but like that's that's I guess part of it. That's the good scene to refer to is like. I mean, you only see the one girl get torched. Like, come on. He steps on a dead like, body. Yeah. I thought that was better than her the skin's torch. flapping. I know, yeah. I didn't think the skin flapping was as bad as I. What really hit me was when he's like stepped into the body. I'm like, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Could have been more. Yeah. Could have been more. No, <laughs> he I more. He should have stepped into two bodies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, for everyone. <laughs> no, it's. There wasn't a lot left over after the bomb, Kyle. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying. It was I, just I, dust. That stuff, like the like that mentality, could have taken a little farther, just a little bit. Push. I think it would have been cornier. Get out of your further. comfort zone, Nolan. <laughs> oh, it would have been. He like, did get out his comfort zone. He had the on Toppenheimer. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had tits. That was huge. No, I just think it was like it was like tame for things that we've seen and it's supposed to really hammer home. But this isn't a home horror the, picture. It's a drama piece. I would say, yeah, yeah I, I see where I do see where Kyle's coming from, but I think I did. I still love those scenes. I don't think they necessarily. If it worked, it worked. More, if it worked, but, it worked. Yeah. These are like kind of nitpicks. Yeah. That's a super nitpick. Okay. But I'm I saying the structure and pacing and stuff. That was like, my biggest issue both times with seeing it even though i got more the second time it was still like like jacob said i mean if he was confused with the black and white stuff i feel a little validated but yeah i was rewatching it definitely gets better and you get to enjoy that stuff more i think rewatching it a third time would even help so i think it does get better with each viewing but there's still just like some of that some of that pacing and I mean, I think I gave Interstellar a four the first time I watched it. So yeah, takes a little bit, but I uh yeah performances I all loved, uh score I loved. There was the the Trinity test scene was pretty good. Uh, what else? Oh, the uh so with the black and white, I guess that's it for my general thoughts with the black and white and the color stuff. Are you guys knowing, I guess, why that's the way it is? Black and white? and Right. I, guess current uh, I don't no. know. I think I heard there's one. It's I caught this his, the second it's not time. In his perspective. I ca- yeah, I caught this the second time I watched it. When it, There's a point in the movie where it goes from black and white to color at the same scene. Yeah, it's his perspective. And it, it's his, right? I think so. Like color is his is his. Let me double check this. Black and white is. Yeah. I mean, when it was happened. black and white, he wasn't there. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right. And, the and color that's the scene that I'm talking about is when so he I goes, like it, so when yeah. he goes, when he gets the, uh, he's for up for security, he's up for his uh, clearance, clearance renewal. renewal. And he meets Dane DeHaan and RDJ at uh, a house or something. And he, he's like, can I have that? And he's like, no. He can't actually like or it's like, can I review it? That's the scene where it starts black and white, and then when he gets in the car, it goes to color. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then you revisit the scene again from his perspective. That's what it's I mean. It's facing yeah. his face, yeah. but right, it's yep. in color. And then it, yep. That's yeah, that's his review. Like on he was a side face. character in that one part, and then black when he and wasn't, white. Yeah, when he's color. the main character, it's color. Yeah, 
huge. Huge. It is huge. Because <laughs> another scene that I was. I mean, I wasn't I heard that's like he basically that was a him taking back what he learned like in Memento because they did like a similar thing. Mm. They had the black and white right. in color. Yeah. And then one was, was like the like true events, yeah. which was like black and white, I think. And then one was what he was recollecting, yeah. which was color. Yeah, I think it's following the same kind of. So I think that was just like an ode to his his root kind of real OG because nobody watched the following. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people have seen it now. Yeah. But kind of got some. That was a stupid but, film. Um, I was talking to not Memento. No, I'm saying oh, following. <laughs> following. Memento, oh. everybody loved Memento. Like, oh, I thought you were talking. No, you were saying oh to that. Memento was, was big, black and white. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that it was an ode to like his OG, which I would consider like Memento, not following. Sure. Um, but what I was, it kind of touches on this black and white and color thing is, um, a regular of mine was talking. We were talking about the movie at at the bar, and he said. <clears throat> he was wondering if he if she actually suicide or was a suicide or Oppenheimer killed her. I think that's left ambiguous. No, I don't think he killed her, right? Well, they 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 show hands. I know, but I thought it was a I thought it was like a oh something about. I guess I don't really know what she would have done to like piss off like a, an American government official. Okay, or something. yeah. So you thought somebody like she's her. a commie, but they show. I think they like kind of subtly, subtly show his hat in like the scene. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. And I, but I think the, the the awesome about that scene is it's like showing that he killed her, but that's color, so it's his perspective. So he feels as though he was the one reason why she died, and that he actually killed her because he didn't answer her call. Mm-hmm. And if he would have answered the call, then she would have maybe been alive. But she killed herself, so he felt as though he killed her. And yeah, I, I never. I'm gonna say I didn't meant, notice that. I never once thought he was the one who killed her. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it like I, subtly shows like something. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Like that. Well, yeah, I, I would have thought that. I didn't get that the first. Like the whole first time, I was like, oh, the it's gloves. Su- yeah, I was like, oh, it's suicide. I didn't even put together like the fact that she's like, oh, I took sleeping pills, but there was something else in her system, and then the note was unsigned and all that stuff. Like it. Again, just is a lot to take in on the first viewing. Yeah, it's now I, yeah, I boom, boom, like, wow, that's a whole, I completely missed then. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, she killed herself because he didn't answer the call and she was going through something. Definitely rewards uh, multiple viewings for sure. Yeah, uh, but again, that was with a the cool scene. black and white and the color, the, the naming of them, fission and fusion. Oh, huge. Is it huge? <laughs> I think it's huge. Probably. There's something there. I mean, fission. That's fission would have been was black and white. No, fission was color because okay. it started with that, and then fusion was black and black white. Black and white. Fusion is is fusing his his accounts with the real accounts. Uh, yeah. Fission is splitting his accounts I mean, from her. Their, yeah, their, I was gonna. Yeah, fission is just his accounts because it's split, and fusion is when they come together. together. Yeah, that's huge. That's, all I got. that's fucking yeah. dope. I think yeah, it's pretty it? cool. Yeah, no, it's I mean I'm cool. I was because in fusion he's showing they're showing color and black and white, and the scene that you're sp- explicitly talking about, well, it comes, both scenes yeah, of it, right? Which at would one be a point fusion it, of at one point it does. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, I kind of consider it like the the result, I guess, 
like the the aftermath isn't that right like fusion is like a uh wouldn't that be like where the energy comes from in this i mean like no like in like literally like in physics yeah because no, fission is fission. i thought fission was the splitting that's right, when the energy splits. that's when the energy when you split an atom that that's when the energy happens that's like like um the bomb uh what's his nuts well, you have teller to have, you have to have fission to have fusion right teller no teller wanted a fusion bomb that would blow up through a fission bomb well teller wanted i thought like the sun is fusion of i thought the sun was like fusion and like other the sun things. is constant state of fusion and fission mm. it's it's splitting I, atoms I, and my basic science atoms at the is same lost time. a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you knew more about it, there's there's more to get there. But yeah, so yeah. if you like the bomb that they created, the atomic bomb is fission. So it splits all these molecules so fast that the energy of those yes, molecules yeah. is what blows it up. Right. Um, Teller wanted a fusion bomb where basically all the atoms would fuse rapidly and then that would create so much energy of the fusion because it would they they would end up <clears throat> fusing so much that it would cause an explosion. Okay. Yeah, like they, both way create, to fuse it they both release energy. Fission, can't yeah. create energy. They both well, release energy. Fission yeah. is the splitting of a heavy, unstable nucleus into two lighter nuclei, and fusion is a process where two light nuclei combine together, releasing vast amounts of energy. Which would be a bigger bomb, which so is they what both Teller wanted. Like right. the sun is like fusion sun. <laughs> because it releases tons of energy. But I think it's... And it's hydrogen. I say to fission too, because it's. I think the sun is constantly splitting and reforming. Atoms. I thought it was just fusing. I don't honestly remember. I'm sure there's something in the more of the. <laughs> Somebody plot. knows. Rather I don't than just know. like the the plot structure, I'm sure there's something in the plot details to tie this to. Sure, but I don't know what it is. I'm going to watch this movie five fucking times. Fully we'll appreciate uh, it. we'll uh, email Nolan. See what he says. Yeah. Just call yeah, him. I'll hit him up. Hit up. Let's just get him on the show. Just hit up. Hop he listens. He'll tell you. I mean, I'll call him right now. Let's see if we can, he'll answer. Yeah, we'll do our our segment. Yeah. Call call hey, the Chris. expert. Get a bit. It's it was his birthday yesterday, so you can wish it him was. a birthday. I thought it was today. Maybe it's today. <laughs> All right. What else do you guys have to say on Oppenheimer? The movie itself. Oh, do you want to talk about the controversy? <laughs> sure. Because I think it's kind of ridiculous in my eyes but i would like to hear if there is a other side other than just like prudes not liking sex no i didn't have a problem with it my no. my thing was that the uh which i thought was a joke from the beginning but i think some people took it as like reality was that the sex scene was like 15 minutes long yeah i kept seeing there's I, like, heard, <laughs> I saw that i'm like there's no way yeah it's that's tiny. like you know how long 15 minutes is there's no way that there's a 15 yeah we were minutes, talking like, about the cake eating scene is seven minutes yeah. long, well 15 minutes would be eternity. one of the longest sex scenes probably ever and no Straight and like back. nobody lasts that not long. a porn <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's like a typical porn scene like 15 <laughs> that's 20 not minutes. a porn <laughs> yeah no i think it was 15 minutes total of there's no way like two minutes maybe that's yeah. what i'm saying it's like combined i don't even think it's not even close i don't even I... think they were naked for a total of 15 minutes combined <laughs> oh, probably five and they were sitting and having a conversation i did love the sec i didn't catch this the first time second time i watched it the first time when they hook up 
um and she you know the i am i have now become death destroyer Destroyer worlds Worlds. that like yeah but uh she like stops gets off him goes and yeah. gets the book or whatever and, and then, then like she needs to get returned on yeah like, when, after this. that yeah then like she like goes he goes back in like after he's like right after yeah. he says that Dude, she's like can you read this well <laughs> i'm learning it read it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i just didn't think it was i like that big of a deal and i get that like their relationship happened but like like some people like their argument was you could do it without it. Like you didn't need that. I'm like, okay, maybe, but like the fact without that her? there doesn't, well, the, you didn't have to have the sex off. scene. You could have like showed oh. them like having that they had feelings and like do it, whatever without showing it. But for I, me, I'm just like, but whether they show it or not, who cares? Well, I think it adds you're making a big deal it. out of sex with people just have. So like, no, yeah, I think it's more important. Like the, adding the weight of their relationship versus. Yeah. Like if we just, could just not see it and it's all off screen it it's like actually if well they didn't have sex it would be even worse that's because, what i'm saying like, well I that's what like kyle's problem was right with the other one they didn't show their relationship at all so it felt well, like they weird. fly through the gene relationship too it's like they show yeah. them a couple times and it's like oh like they're so connected it's like are they i don't know like do you yeah. like if you were to guess how long they were actually together uh, what would your who's that based off of this movie gene and oppenheimer that was the blonde Gene is Florence Pugh. Oh, I would have guessed they were um, together a really long time. A few years. Yeah. I would not have guessed that based off the movie. Really? I, I mean, I did. I got that. Yeah. Like, I got that it was for years. At three least. to five years, yeah. probably. It's three years. Okay. Well, look at that. <laughs> you had to look it up. And that's yeah, what I Kyle, you missed it because I did think there was. Well, Kyle doesn't have an emotional bone in his body, so he can't. They like just show the, like well, just the fact they kept talking about their notes. Really? Yeah. And like, <laughs> like just because I know that time has changed between their meetings and the fact that afterwards she killed herself. But for me, I just felt there must have been time there. No, 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 no. Not from not from meeting to her death. Like oh, they right. were in an actual relationship for three years before. Like, yeah. oh, you're just talking about leaving before... to go to Emily Blunt. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. I still assume. They I think maybe five years total left. How many years after she they met did she kill herself? That means it that was spans jumps five years. three years in like a couple of minutes, maybe. Yeah, watch watch your favorite <laughs> movie, two thousand one. In a matter of thirty five seconds, it goes in yeah, but that's like scene. Years. That's like that's like basically like with, three long with pictures scenes. of the Grand Canyon in in red and green. <laughs> yes, that movie's like three long scenes. Like I wish scenes were longer in this. I wanted to like spend more time in certain scenes and that's why like some parts of it like i love like scenes where where scenes are able to like breathe and stuff like like the test scene and i don't know there's a few others but like scenes where it's able to just like live in that space are great and then other times it's like boom boom we got to get here say this line of dialogue and then we're on to the next one like and then we got to show exactly what they were just saying. Which is how movies work, Kyle. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> the beauty of cinema. Right. It's not a Tarantino film where he cracks a joke and it never brings it back up. No. I listen, I like this movie a lot. I get it's a masterpiece, I guess. So I get why you're defending it. But there's, I just like structurally, I feel like no one's too close to it. There's a lot like as a just like as a movie that I, I 
I want more from, or I wish it was like, I just think that, I just think it could use a little tweaking. Kyle, the expert movie writer. He's <laughs> I, like, Nolan, send me a script. <laughs> he he should have got hit, what, Josh Nolan? Jonathan. 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 I know it's another J. third one. So what what about the what about the bomb? I mean, we haven't talked about the actual bomb. I thought it looked great. I know some people had a complaint that it wasn't big enough or something, but I'm like, it's not a real nuke, guys. Like, I did kind of have that thought. Actually. Did you really? <laughs> well, well, I just can't like, actually it, drop a real nuke that would kill everybody. I mean, and they would damage so much fucking land and animals and everything if they dropped a real nuke. <laughs> can't do that. No, not obviously. Show you CG. I mean, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a CG. Yeah, here. Kyle would love it if it was CG. <laughs> no, 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 not that. I'm just, I'm just saying, like you can, like it didn't get. I, when you see the explosion, like you don't really get the feel of like, like it's an actual. Oh my bomb. god, I do. <laughs> I like the, I like the moment and everything, and the fire, like all of like the close up stuff on that, because like your perspective is skewed by it, like you're right next to it, so yeah. You can't because if they just showed it, you would, it would be obvious that's not a nuke. I still like that moment a lot. I loved yeah. it, except for Benny Safty saying, "Is it rubbed in?" That was <laughs> it's like clearly not rubbed in. <laughs> what Kyle <laughs> hates humor now? <laughs> no, but it shouldn't have been like as caked on. It should be like, a, like a nice, like a nice white layer. But like when it's too much, like it's too liquidy and too heavy then it would be obvious to yourself that it's not rubbed in maybe you can't see it <laughs> maybe it was the first time he ever used it maybe he doesn't know okay um anything else on oppenheimer i mean i feel like we're missing this movie is so fucking huge when did when probably was, are do you remember the year that the bomb was dropped in uh 40s. japan 46 <laughs> no or like when he was making test. this like what time what what year was that test? Uh, I'll quick Google search could tell us. Well, it was near the end of World War II, so it was definitely the Trinity 40s. test was uh, 1945. Look at me. Okay, so sunscreen just got created seven years prior to that. Seven years, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't perfected. <laughs> okay. Saying maybe it didn't rub in super well back then. Well, I thought it was just the zinc maybe. oxide, which doesn't. And it was. In, I like, think it was because well. it showed. It was like kind of metallic-y. I think it was zinc oxide. Which doesn't rub in, Kyle. Huge. Yes, but I'm saying he would know that <laughs> before asking. I liked when he... When, was that Dane DeHaan was in the... No. Who was the one that was in the driver? Jack was Quaid. Was in the car. Jack Quaid. The when guy was, from The Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that's where he's from. Yeah. Um, when When he was like... Uh, in front of the glass, and he's like, "Well, what are you gonna do when if the glass breaks?" Glass breaks, yeah. They do a lot of setup and like things that are okay, but like put you on edge because like that makes you think like, "Oh, is the glass gonna like shatter?" Yeah, oh, I think the guy. I think the tension at the scene was really building. I'm like, "Oh, here yeah. it goes!" Like and just yeah. quiet. It felt like a roller coaster <laughs> when you were going up and you're about to like crest over the. Yeah, because they were like in reality, weren't the, one of one of them was like two miles. Like the bunker, I think was like two miles away, wasn't it? It was twenty miles away. 20 yeah oh really yeah the south whatever was 20 miles away hmm. i think that i'm assuming it knowing nolan he actually 
did the silence and I guarantee the time that you heard it was the actual time. That That's what take. I'm saying is like, I think like that whole like two miles would be nothing. I feel like two miles, dude. So- That's okay. Think about the delay where they were like a few hundred yards away. Remember the, remember the time it took yeah. like, the sound to get to them at that point. Like then you're talking miles and then 20 miles. Yeah. I feel like it was like the actual delay, which was, that was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It was probably the actual shockwave, too. <laughs> I feel like it might be, or it's sim- something similar. From the bomb that he detonated? <laughs> Could be. I mean, they it. didn't use any CGI. None. <laughs> Only visual effects. Only. Um, okay. That's all I can think of for now. Do you guys have anything else to say? No, I'm point? sure there's more, but... I know. <laughs> there's a lot more we could... Maybe we'll, watch in our, we'll do a deeper dive end of the year when we do like a the 4k release that comes out in november maybe we can <laughs> sure revisit maybe i'll go see it in theaters for that i have been now i'm the only one that has supported this movie the most it's even true. though i might dislike it the least i have dislike actually it bought the most. dislike it the most dislike it the most <laughs> i have bought three tickets to this actually uh due to my own errors technically you bought six tickets you bought, you bought our tickets. uh well, okay we true. bought it back from you but 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 i bought a ticket for this past friday as well on accident because i was <laughs> going back and forth showtimes the app kept timing out it kicks you out because you know you're trying to reserve seats so there's a timer on it and i was trying to figure out what showtime trying to coordinate uh with Alyssa, what showtime do you want to see and i actually went back into friday and bought tickets for friday and said so I had tickets to Barbie and Oppenheimer on Friday, and then I had to rebuy tickets on Saturday for Oppenheimer. <laughs> so it's been it's been a debacle. But uh, yeah, but hey, well, I, I plan on watching it again. Pretty don't mind soon it because Get boost the box wants office. to watch it also. Yeah. So okay, well uh, if that's it, let's uh, rate it. What are you guys gonna give Oppenheimer out of five stars? I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I'm giving it a perfect hundred out of a hundred. Five star. A hundred out of a hundred? Perfection. You're fucking high. Perfection. Even if you love it. Even if it's a five nope. star. hundred out of a hundred. Okay. Perfect movie. Uh, First time, walked out of the theater at a 3.5. Whoa. Going up to a four on my rewatch. I could have called that because Kyle watched the documentary and it's like the same score. So Kyle had to. Same score. <laughs> the fucking bullshit one you just watched. Yeah, the PBS documentary. Yeah, Kyle gave that a same sore as he gave the Oppenheimer of this one. No, I gave that is a that three. The Trinity <laughs> and Beyond one or whatever? No, I watched The Trials of Robert J. Oppenheimer. Oh. Which is basically this movie, but told in linear fashion. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I had a lot more problems with it the first time than the second time. I was able to catch a lot more and appreciate a lot more, but those structural problems still stand for me on that's why i assume it's gonna get me to the five is what were you watching Rewatching it? it yeah yeah it'll be huge the shock of the trinity test by the way broke windows 120 miles away my god so they could not have been only two miles away they would have died right that's true and <laughs> at least 20 miles or i know it started more. with a two <laughs> missing <Yeah>. a zero <laughs> yeah there was windows broken with a one in front of that two <laughs> away Okay, um, well, let's move on to some nano reviews then. Did want to touch on one more thing on Oppenheimer. Oh, God. Just quick. Just cut right. it in. Um, 
uh it officially pat well it had a bigger opening weekend than mission impossible which i think is bad or i thought mission impossible in 10 days in 10 days it oh. already passed what mission impossible is sold oh okay mm-hmm. and it started a week which is after. huge i think considering mission impossible is a huge ip yeah yeah and i would also say i would and it wasn't that huge of a release i'm it so glad i watched tenet and grand rapids because now if i would want to watch tenet i would have to drive three and a half hours well you mean an imax or what, what yeah i would have to go to yeah an imax oh they don't have true. an imax a no, true IMAX not or? in virginia or dc you i would have to either go Oppenheimer. 70. you oh, said tenet though yeah oh Oppenheimer. sorry <laughs> <laughs> i would have to drive to either new york city or king of prussia pennsylvania Nice. Okay. Um, well, actually, just while I finish this, I will say to Jacob's point about it uh, feeling like an event, uh, I truly hope this weekend changes cinema for the better. Two original uh, IP movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know one is based off of a toy line. And so one it's is hard based to say. off of a guy. Well, Sure, but I'm saying like original movies, not sequels, not uh, part of a multiverse or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they, uh, Barbie was the fastest. Barbie was the fastest ever to the Letterboxd One Million Club. Both have smashed box office records mm-hmm. uh, for I don't even know what fucking records, but you know. Well, that wasn't large names Marvel. That yep. wasn't a comic book superhero movie. Right. Biggest opening weekend. Barbie, biggest opening weekend for a f- <laughs> female director. Yep. Which was huge. But both, yeah, IPs, one-offs. Because there won't oh, be an Oppenheimer 2. Have you I heard about the Barbie. Mattel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, I did. I've seen the they, memes on it, and I'm sure they are working they on... They have 14. 14. Well, in G. I, well is it, it was G.I. Joe Mattel? No. Um, it was... It's that GI Joe and Barbie. Maybe. Were the same. I know that's not one they're working on. Well, it's not the most some random shit. It's like Thomas the Train and like random shit. I'm, I'm like, excited okay. for the Barbie mo- or for the Barney movie. Barney, yeah. yep, Barney was like one. That's Mattel, isn't it? Daniel Kaluuya. They yeah, they yeah. said it's supposed to be like an A24 style oh, Barney God. movie. A24 <laughs> needs to get over themselves. <laughs> well, it's not A24, but Tracy, talk to me. You might love it. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh, I heard it's really good. I heard it's mid. Really? I kind of heard both things. Anyway, uh, just saying, yeah, this this could it could affect movies for the better. Maybe they'll uh, take a few more chances in Hollywood. All right. Hopefully. As mentioned before, we do have another beer from City Built. Um, and this one is called Monroe Vice. And the tie-in with this one is Vice's German, right? Yes, it is. And the tie-in for both of these, City Built, is uh, it's like the opposite of what happened. What a bomb does. <laughs> oh, my God, Kyle. It was a city wreck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so Monroe Vice. Well, they, is- they rebuilt it, so now it's a city built. Uh, well, that's true, but 
cities. Oppenheimer ain't don't care about rebuilding cities. <laughs> he didn't care about destroying cities. He wants. He to just did his. Him. He just did his job. Okay, Monroe Vice. Here we go. Uh, it's a fruited Berliner Vice, sour style, four point four percent ABV. Uh, description reads: Paul Aaron's supplied this beer city pro am gold medal winning recipe. Passion fruit, guava, mango, and grapefruit. Berliner Weiss, tart and crisp. All right. Short, sweet, to the point. Is that it? Are we opening it now? Yeah, Josh had to crush his. Because it just got quiet after that. Yeah, I slammed yeah, I my fucking beer. All right, let's crack into it. Again, great fucking can art. Great can art. Very true. Societal shifts. Maybe society will shift from superhero movies to loving original IPs. Societal shifts is what Oppenheimer had in mind, but it didn't happen. And this beer brought to you by Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle comes out and oh, shit. <laughs> First of the James Gunn fucking verse. Yeah, you guys excited for Blue Beetle? No. <laughs> I think I, it looks I'm, terrible. I'm completely out yeah. on all superhero movies. I'm out. I'm done. I've I've still yet to see any of the Avenger like post Dark Shadows or the fucking Dark Shadows. Whatever the fucking what? second one's called. That's Thor. Age of Ultron. I haven't seen that. So you've never seen any Avengers past the first one? Then. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Age of Ultron. Civil War. One. I no, no, I have not seen Civil War. You're not missing much. Wait until the... The uh, only Marvel movies I watch nowadays is the ones that we do on the pod. Yeah, wait till the, we, we go through all the phases as premiums. Ugh. Oh, okay. we're, not, we're not doing that. Oh, yeah, we are. Those are are the, we doing that? Those, those are, are going to be the, collect, the community uh, picks. <laughs> No, yeah. As soon as we get a little following, then that's when you cash in on on the the uh, phase Marvel, Marvel phases. <laughs> oh yeah. Are we gonna talk about this beer? Or are we just gonna? No, I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Marvels more. Yum. Now there is a discrepancy. It says three point nine, which I hate. Yep. The can. <laughs> can says three point nine percent, and the website says four point four. But when I did type this in. There was the uh, different years as this uh, skews came up. So let me type in Monroe Vice again. So this is the a only one that they have logged I separately is 2021. So it goes Monroe Vice, Monroe Vice 2021, Monroe Pineapple Vice, and Mango Monroe Vice. So obviously we only we have to check in the original one, but I, this one I would I would say it's probably 3.9 if that's what's printed on this can. Right. Now, do any of the flavor notes change from the can to it's the description here? Is it the exact same? Guava, passion fruit, guava, passion mango, fruit. and grape, yep. grapefruit. Yep, okay, so it's the same. Brewed in collaboration with Beer City Brewers Guild, Pro-Am winner, Paul Ahrens. Oh, okay, so not the brewery, just the guy. Because I was going to say, this doesn't have any breweries Yeah, it's just a guy. as a collab. He apparently won the... Gold medal. Gold medal. Gold medal where? Oh, Beer City Pro-Am. <laughs> yeah, I just said that. <laughs> I don't City know, Mystery Cow. The Beer City Brewers Guild Pro-Am. Cool. Yum. It's delicious. 
Yeah, it's not too Great tart. Grapefruit in the front. Yeah. It's I was going like to say I would like a little more tartness if I'm asked, but get real. No, it, I, I, kind of, I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Put like a lime in here, too. More. You want a lime with it? I mean, like just in the. Yeah, this one kind of actually just. I mean, not not exactly like juice. There's like a little bit of that, but yeah, without the tartness, it tastes very just like juice. Yeah, it's kind of. Did you touch on juicy? Is this like? Do we know if this is in the style of style of a Berliner Weiss? That's what I was. I asked. Fruited Berliner Weiss. Okay, so shouldn't Berliner Weisses be a bit more tart? Um, not if they're added. Description says tart and crisp. I can say one of those are true. (laughs) Not both. Tart. (laughs) Yeah, super tart. Um, no. Yeah, is it true to style? Not really. Yeah, but it's but good. It I mean, good? it tastes like juice. Yeah. It's good. It but. tastes like a fruited beer, not a sour, not a. Yeah, there's not rice. much tartness or maybe a little tart. There's not something much. there. I just want a little. Like a huge drink. <laughs> I did. Yeah, there you get it. It's very grapefruit forward. That's the first thing I taste is grapefruit, which I love about it. And I get, I mostly am just tasting grapefruit and guava. And I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm kind of. The more I drink guava, the more like out I am on guava and passion fruit. Are guava general. and mango like the same thing? Also, I um, want to say no, no, but they well, are both literally, stone fruit, but like right? they're very similar. Is guava a stone fruit flavor profile? I'm almost positive it is, but I could be wrong. Do your research, Jacob, before you make accusations. I was spewing this bullshit <laughs> on here. You're the science guy. Passion fruit is that a stone fruit? I don't know what a passion fruit is. Guava is not a stone fruit. You're an idiot. <laughs> Told you. Just kidding. Idiot. 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 Um, it looks exactly like I thought it would look, but it doesn't have a pit like I thought it did. <laughs> Just seeds. Doesn't it look? Does it look like a mango? No, it's green with pink inside. Yeah, because it's gua- It's the only thing that if you get guava, like juice from a store it's called guava nectar it's like one of the only yeah. things that you get it's called nectar a passion fruit is no it's also not a passion fruit is very much looks like uh shit <laughs> i can't think of it kyle uh, passion fruit like a pomegranate was nolan's passion he was it's like a He's... pomegranate it's like seeds with fruit around it like tons of seeds so it's a seed fruit. Sure, but aren't all fruits like seeds? Yeah, fruits. <laughs> That's the bit. Yeah, it looks like a <clears throat> weird looking pomegranate. So the only stone, there's what, no stone fruit? In the, mango. Mangoes mm. don't have pits, do they? Yeah, they at the bottom. I don't know. I <laughs> Maybe rest, not. I, I don't know. Apparently, I know fruit. nothing about. Uh, Jacob, freshen up on your fruits and come fruits. back next week. <laughs> No, mango. Wait, I don't know, actually. No, they don't have, like, anything in the middle. <laughs> I told you. What are well, we I know nothing about fruits. We yeah, Jacob, I don't know. Jacob, you're, you're still fun employed, so. Yeah. You're new. <laughs> you're next. I, I Basically, plums and are the only thing that have pits. So. <laughs> no. Peaches. Only thing. No, plums are the nectarines. <laughs> plums are literally it and that's and avocados don't count 
Avocado is a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have seeds. Uh, all right. Avocado is a fruit. Yeah, I know. I was joking. <laughs> I was like, it grows on a tree. A it, it has a pit. It definitely is a fruit. <laughs> I'm just, it's like one of those, like, that, like, sit in that weird They call them a droop. Like, a droop? Uh, isn't that a stone fruit? Yeah. Okay. Is an avocado a stone fruit? Yes. Yeah. God. See, this, <laughs> not only is this Suds and Cinema, this is Suds and Cinema and Science. Fruit. <laughs> We're all about our flora. Okay. Um. What are, uh, what are we? What's the ending note here? Good. Good. Not great. Good. Not great. Good. Not great. Three seven five three five. It doesn't get to the level of crushability. That last crush it. No. Oh, it's super crushable. Crushability is probably about the same though. It's also only three point nine percent. So I would probably reach for like the other one. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you want it? Yeah, like I don't we want to drink like one and a half of cans of this, and I think I'd, <laughs> I'd be good on one and a half. If you were uh, not a fan of beer, though, go for this one over the other. Oh one. yeah, easily. But yeah, this one doesn't nail the style as well as <clears throat> the American wheat. Correct. Crushability though, better all around. Probably about the same three five, <sighs> three seven five. Really, I think it. I think it's pretty crushable. Yeah, I think it's pretty. Yeah, crushable. but we remember our remember our standards. No, I don't remember because there's so fucking many. We there's have like so many. <laughs> <laughs> Two main ones. Favorites. How fast you drink it and how many do you want to drink? Mm. I mean, yeah. but I, yeah, okay. You're Would right. you want to drink more than like two of these? Maybe. I mean, I could drink more than two of these, but said, again, like, right. personally, I mean, no. The, cr- the first no. part of it is how fast can you drink it? If if someone just kept feeding me these all night, I'm going to drink them. Yeah. But probably would fill up you, before you feel anything at yeah. three nine would you want to order personally more than like no, two of these no no because you're wasting your money because it's only exactly i percent go for the beer, bob dabalina <laughs> get a five is four the goal five with crushability two. to get fucked up though also is that the goal with crushability i think it's just how many do you want to crush and how many can you crush that's where if you just take that out if you take the abv out of your mind would that change it for you I don't care about ABV necessarily. So, Sequench is one of my favorite crushable beers, and that's like a four something. Yeah, right. so this is pretty crushable. I mean, Butch Light, Natty Light, nat, uh, Natter Days. I'm saying, I think it's pretty crushable. Though. Bush Light, yeah. Butch Light Peach. That's why not, I'm, I it's think not, it's pretty crushable. Like, I know we said that we want this tartness and the sourness, but with that comes yeah, less, less crushability. crushability. Exactly. That would lower the crushability. Sure. Yeah, fucking like I feel like this is so mild. I could sores. drink like ten of these, and I would feel like fine. <laughs> right. If we're going off of crushability and like how fast you could drink it, every beer is a five to Jacob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jacob will crush no a KBS. I do. I do feel like those are a little bit harder to drink quickly. Jacob, I've seen you drink a no. KBS. Okay, in, barley in wines under five minutes, which are beers, cow. Uh, I do yes. think barley wines are hard to crush. <laughs> They're just so malty and syrupy. But you still finished it faster than he did by quite a bit. Yeah, but it was it, <laughs> it was slower than I would have finished most beers sure. or drinks in general. Sure. Yep. Barley wines are beers. <laughs> yeah. Kyle found out over the weekend or week. <laughs> purging it. <laughs> no, why though? It's a beer. It's gone. 
Scrubbing. He up. said I'm scrubbing. Scrubbing it. Scrubbing it. Scrubbing it. Watch your mouth. They are actually married. I'm going to drop a little baby over your fucking apartment. <laughs> yeah. A, a little baby. A little baby. Just laugh. Little baby becomes a fat man. Yep, little baby and fat man. I bet you can make my little little baby become a fat <laughs> become man. Become a fat man. You want to turn my little baby into a fat man? <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. I can do my one because it was a while ago. And sure. Then we can just get out of the way. Your favorite Mission uh, Impossible. Yeah, watch Mission Impossible one. You finished it, you mean? Finished Mission Impossible. Because you talked about it, watching it in the last review. I think I finished it that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way. That's why it was two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> It's okay. Good, not great. Just like Monroe Vice. Yeah, it's... I don't get the, the fascination of like giving it anywhere near a five-star. Other than if you saw it in theaters, which maybe it was cool, but... I, I It's just... it's. I mean, it's good. De Palma. But I feel like he's ahead of his time. Sure, the one scene, like the iconic scene of him, like the yeah, going down, lasts way too long though. Mm. I haven't seen it in forever. It's like it's probably like a fifteen minute scene, just like the sex scene in Oppenheimer. Yeah, it felt like that (laughs) way too long. (laughs) But and then like the the fucking rat, it's just like it's just corny. Like the guy's holding it and the rat comes up and he's like, <laughs> and he's trying to be like, he's like afraid of rats or something. That's, I don't he's know. He's trying to do an ode to Indiana Jones and snakes. Yeah. It's a bit. It's, yeah, it's either buy into it or it's either. a bit. It's, it's okay. Um, I think I gave it like a 3.5, maybe a three. I love this movie. No, it's a three. <laughs> it was a three. You sure about that? Yeah. I forgot to review it, but I forgot to love <laughs> it, but. I remember thinking it was like a. <laughs> Should we check the letterbox? I haven't. I never logged it. Oh God! Of course you didn't. But Three I remember. Ago. I remember thinking like, the first before I when I didn't finish it, I was like, "This is a three, three and a half probably," and then after watching the conclusion, I mm. and then the, yep. settled about a three. All right. Good, not great. But yeah, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's so old so old get real well from the 90s 90s we're so old i mean we're fucking (laughs) my hip keeps popping lately and it's never done that before it's all those toe locks you do or whatever the fuck they're called (laughs) heel heel locks that's what i'm calling it from now on your toe lock yeah um all right i only have one and i won't say much about it either so jacob why don't you why don't you go and then if you have a couple i'll I'll go after your first one oppenheimer has officially crossed 400 million Damn. The box office. Holy shit. That's a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> Kyle's Kyle's done one tenth of that. Kyle's buying tickets for random people. So. <laughs> just, He's sitting outside the theater buying ghost have, tickets now. Yeah, if, I have, if I have movies to burn, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just buy no, a ticket. You know how, like, when you see, a movie, you see a movie sold out and you get there and there's like that one seat empty? Now we know. Next time, the, I'm there somebody the accidentally ordered it for the wrong day. We should have just bought out the whole theater. Yeah. Took out a loan, like bought out the entire theater, and then just had us three, the only one there. That would be such a dick move. Though, then we could have got time. Sloppenheimer in the theater if you don't find him. You could have just invited our f- family and friends, and we could have. And yeah, we were second row, <laughs> and it was impressive. Anyway, it was. 
Not ideal, though. Not I wouldn't ideal. do that by choice. No. But for Nolan... But it was fine. It was fine. It, it was fine. It works. All right. Could have been the first row. They, they have recliners, so yeah, I'm a little just. Dis- <laughs> anyway, so Go I just, dis- <laughs> I decided to finally check off and finish my Pixar catalog. So I watched two Pixar movies. Oh God. Uh, first one. I guess I'll go in order. Inside out. No. Elemental? A long time. I've seen that before. Oh, I haven't seen Elemental. Oh, yeah. So, so you that's in theaters, it. though. Isn't that in theaters right now? Yeah. So you haven't crossed Okay, off. I'm caught up up to the <laughs> most. <laughs> I watched Luca. Doncic? Eh. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Luca. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> His tra- trailer and... for the new movie, though, came up, played in front of Oppenheimer. I did. We, oh, oh yeah. you watched it. So we, we watched it. I was going to say, no, yeah, there was no trailers. Oh, yeah. Which I had trailers in my second. Beautiful. Showing. Which I. We had this discussion. Yeah. Trailers need to come before the movie is supposed to start, I think. I would agree. Like, let's like if you're going to a concert and you want to see the openers, you go by doors or you go even doors. Yeah, you have you like have a half wait. hour buffer, 40 minutes. If you want to yeah. see the main act, you go an hour after doors, hour and a half after doors. Depending on the lineup. But yes, exactly. I agree. Yeah. If I go to a movie and the showtime is at 11, I want the movie to start at 11. Start. If I care about yeah. the previews, go 15 minutes before. 10 it minutes does before. help with like planning because people like never know like how many trailers there yeah, are, like, how 10, long are minutes. the trailers. Oh, like, that's been like a thing they here throw too. In AMC, they throw in commercials yes. and ads too. Yeah. It's not just oh my trailers. God. There's like 20, 25 minutes of things before the which movie Which is fine because cinema's dying, so they need to make the money they can get, which I sure. agree. But <laughs> give it to, get me 20 minutes before. We literally got yeah. there almost half an hour late and the movie still hadn't started. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Jacob. <laughs> Luca. Talk about Luca. Luca, pretty good. Heartwarming story. I mean, obviously with Pixar, it's going to look good. Like, that's just the bare minimum but i i feel like i thought this one was like kind of not liked that much but i i just looked down it has a pretty good score overall yeah but all those do i think in comparison i i do think people put it as lesser pixar yeah it is lesser pixar yeah if you would have <laughs> like said is luca if is luca a pixar movie i would have said i don't know uh if you watched I mean, it you would I know that, though but... Yeah. Like it looks amazing. Well, I haven't seen a second of it, so yeah, it looks amazing. But it's just like it's a very basic story. I mean, it doesn't make it bad. It still is like a feel good story about like kind of a coming of age tale with a kid. It was a literally a fish out of water, right? You know, he doesn't fit in, trying to fit in in a different world, and like you're different. So how do you do that? And then when people accept you. Like it, it, that's all like nice and stuff, but it's been done a hundred million times and better than this. So, but like, it doesn't make it bad at all. It's still a well done version of that. It's just very basic. So, I gave it a three. <laughs> There's not much to say about it. It's very basic. Oh, uh, how similar are we to Call Me by Your Name? That's that's what everybody was talking about when this movie came out. How are you feeling? Have you seen Call Me By Your Name, Jacob? Yeah, he loves it. Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Okay, it I'm just double checking. Luca. Other, other Luca. <laughs> it was the, the first Luca I've seen. 
But what's the uh wait, what's Luca's next movie? Challengers. Oh, and then and then Scarface? Yeah, I think so. Um I don't know if I get that. That's more like a huh. Is Luca gay? I don't think so. Not at all. So why <laughs> would it be compared to Luca? Or yeah, I'm kind name. of like wondering. Oh, Luca. Who, Sorry, I thought you yeah. meant Luca. But, you know, no, is he gay? Like, like, how are they compared the Pixar Luca movie to that? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, it's like, because it's like the setting. I'm like like the they're Italian both in like Italy. Like, well, <laughs> That's no, it. well, I've heard, I've never seen Luca, but I've heard that like there's like gay undertones like to the characters. Yeah, you do get that. I can see where they're pulling oh, that. Come but on, Jacob. So you try to fucking play naive. Well, like I can Jesus. like I can like read that a little bit These just because like fish boys, he has this guy friend who fuck. gets like jealous because he kind of is building this relationship with a girl, but it doesn't feel like that, <laughs> like anywhere like tone or story or where they're going with things as call me by your name feels like they're going for very different things other than they're in Italy and there's two guys who kind of, you got to read between the lines, Jacob, read between the lines. <laughs> there was so much sexual tension between Luca and his friend. <laughs> it's very similar move. Basically the same thing. It was the Pixar call me by your name. All right. Good. That's what I want to hear. I'm checking it out now. <laughs> It is worth checking out if you're just like want to throw something on that's lighthearted and you know it's it's yeah. Pixar they have like a base level. All right, um, I got one thing. <laughs> I left Oppenheimer completely. Now I will say with the Oppenheimer thing, I could just be a complete idiot, and you know maybe this maybe you guys got maybe everybody that's watched Oppenheimer understood it so easily. I, I literally felt. Like I needed to watch this documentary to understand the true nuances of things that were going on in the movie. So I watched the trials of J. Robert Oppenheimer because I had heard that this is a good comparison because it, it does tell like literally the exact same story as Oppenheimer, but in linear fashion. And obviously it's a documentary. Uh, it was like a PBS special or whatever. It's a part of a series. I don't know if like, People would call them TV episodes because they're like docu- they're full length documentaries. This was two hours. It was directed by some guy. Even has David Strait Aaron in it. Plays Robert J. Robert Oppenheimer. Um, but yeah, it does. It is interesting to see a lot of like the things that Nolan included, like that are like obviously fact or like you know kind of gone down in history as like you like the handshake thing, for example. Like you shook his fucking hand. Like and she would oh, shake yeah. his hand. Like that's like very much fact and it's kind of like there's like this myth that has grown surrounding that because it was you know drama but uh yeah that took it just took like some notes like that what the documentary spelled out i was like oh really i had no idea that like that's what oppenheimer was going for number one thing him and gene were together for three years that was like holy shit that like seemed uh didn't seem that long. Uh, the conversation with Casey Affleck, uh, Pash, General Pash, or Colonel Pash, that whole thing was in regards to Chevalier and Eltonton. And like some of the things in, like in Oppenheimer, again, this is like my own fault because I understood it on a second viewing, but like the Eltonton Chevalier thing, that went 
right over my head the first time I watched it. What do you mean, like he was like the Chevalier incident and like the Eltonton connection and all of that, like right over my head. So you didn't even watch the Casey Affleck scene at all? No, I did, but like (laughs) that (laughs) moment is like lost. It's like lost on me when I'm watching it because there's again so much going on, and it's spelled out like in the like the wiretapping thing because they cut cut back to it, but like the importance of that moment like the Chevalier thing and the Elton thing and like just like a lot of the accusations of like communism stuff some of that like some of the weight and stuff is lost because I'm just trying to intake information and then like on rewatch a lot of that stuff got way better like so, so this, much better on the second watch this movie has a lot of room to grow is what you're saying Oppenheimer yeah uh yeah to a ceiling I still think there's just like stuff that is not going to change like i'm not going to like no matter how much i get it or no matter how much i catch there's still going to be like flaws but i can see it going up to like a four and a half eventually do you think it ha- is that's your hard step as yeah of right i think now, that's as of right stop. now as forever you don't know that well i don't know that but as of right now i think I you said that about interstellar too <laughs> i think travis said I don't that think too so. interstellar not for me anyway doesn't matter uh yeah, like there's just, and okay, I'm going to say a lot of things that are going to seem like super obvious and on a second viewing, they are super obvious. Just like there's, but like the weight of them, like the weight of these things, like tellers, like teller wanted, like he literally like wanted revenge, like against Oppenheimer because like he was like shutting him down or like shitting on his H-bomb program. But like in the movie, I don't think it's clear because they make amends. He's like, let's meet once a week an hour you and me like it seems like they're fine going into like the rest of their career together when in actuality he like never let that go that was like a grudge that he held against oppenheimer and that's why he said i actually thought they were mad about that because like when he said that then when he turned away he's just like you think that's good enough that's what i felt from that well they did that and then he's like i don't want to work with you but you don't care Okay, he's like, maybe. okay, fine, once a week. And he just leaves anyway. Kyle's just a plebe when it comes to this movie. <laughs> I get, clearly, I don't get it. Kyle, Jacob and I got all these huge relationships that you just didn't get. I guess. I guess so. Um, Yeah, the other thing with Oppenheimer. So, uh, apparently he was like this very abrasive, very whatever type of character, which... Again, I don't think the movie paints him in that kind of light. And like, what's fascinating is that he was completely the opposite when he was actually at Los Alamos and working on the bomb. Everybody says like Oppenheimer was like the best person to be around when he was at Los Alamos and working on the bomb, which is funny because in the movie he says like, if I could combine physics in the desert, I would like that would be perfect. But like his like his whole personality changed like when he was working on the bomb. It's Everybody said like when, yeah, Oppenheimer was like the worst when no one was at war. And then when people were at war, like he was like his best. And then after the war, like he was his worst again. He went back to his worst self. And it's it's hard to fault the movie for it because I only know this like in hindsight of like watching this documentary. But that's something that you don't I don't really feel like comes through besides like his moral qualms and existential dread and stuff in the in the movie that they show. Um. Oh yeah, they say many many enemies before and after the war, but not during the war, which is like irony. Um. 
Yes, the congressional hearing. So this is the black and white part that Jacob was talking about. That's the congressional hearing. Uh, was supposed to be a very pivotal moment for Strauss's hate. Or wait, sorry, no, sorry, not that. Not the black and white part. The part about the shipment of isotopes. That was like a very pivotal moment in Strauss's hate for Oppenheimer because he embarrassed him. And they do show that multiple times in the movie. But it's like hidden as a way to keep the reveal intact for the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What was the part? Oh, here it is. The uh, Yes, the, the black and white part that Jacob was talking about was the American... The American Activities Committee investigated the communist threat to the American way of life. That's what they were investigating in that moment. And that was one thing that I felt didn't get portrayed clearly is like what they were actually doing at like during that. And it was like two, I don't know if it was two folder, but they were investigating that but it was also to confirm Strauss as a cabinet member, right? I thought yeah, that's he what it was, yeah. yeah. As a cabinet member. Well, they were trying yeah. to, yeah. Like the they committee, kept saying this isn't a trial, this isn't a trial. This yeah, but the com- but it was formed, I think it was formed for like the uh for the American Activity American Activities Committee investigate the commit the communist threat to the American way. I think that's exactly what they called it. That's what I wrote. They wrote well, they kept saying the AEC. Yeah, that was the Atomic, Atomic Energy, Energy Committee. Committee, yeah. But that was that was what that was Strauss was head the, of, and what they were bringing in members for. See, it's like that's why that's something that's just like again, Nolan is like so close to it. It seems almost obvious. I just think it's, and I don't know what the best way to tell that is without it seeming like too expositiony. You know, be like, oh, this is this, and this is this. Like, if you know history really well, it would be obvious, but. I took a couple watches and this to click that in for me. Uh, and then, yeah, Strauss wasn't actually head of the AEC until Dwight Eisenhower came in. And like, that's a part that is confusing too, is because a lot of it's under Truman's reign. And then when Eisenhower came in, that was very like that changed things a lot for that whole, the whole hearings and stuff. But I do love the end when it's, cause I think he got that award under Eisenhower, the one that they show at the end, but it's all under the narration of Einstein where they're like, they're going to give you this award, but it's not really for yeah. you. It's for them. Yeah. And it seems kind of like a, uh, like a glimpse into the future and you're not sure if it's real or not, but obviously that's what actually happened. Like he did get that award and everything. And that actually happened, which I think is cool that it's under the narration of Einstein. He's like, this is what's going to happen. And he basically predicts the future yeah. and says like, like he was right. Like, you're getting this award, but it's not for you. It's for them. Do you know, speaking of Einstein, do you know that actor? Who? What else he did? I don't know him, no. So he was he's... the guy in the prison at Dark Knight Rises. He was oh, the really? guy that brought him back. That brought <laughs> okay, that's, Batman yeah, back. That, uh, yeah. Tom Conti. Okay. Which is wild because he doesn't look anything alike. But Yeah. Huge. And then yeah, the first time, the first time around, also I didn't get the, I didn't understand, I didn't get that Strauss had s- specifically gone to Teller to recruit him uh, to his, like he used him uh, as a way because he knew that he was against Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. like he basically 
recruited him at, to get his testimony to go against Yeah, him. that was that was stated in yeah. Oppenheimer. I think he's like, I got scientists on my side or I said whatever. I'm stupid. I was last time. Kyle, did you even watch the movie? I did. That's the problem. I watched too much. I wasn't he's like, that's why he's like, which scientist? Because I've got the scientists like, yeah. on my side. I mean, overall, the documentary, it goes over the same things. It's just like laid out more clearly because it's told just like straight up as fact. And I mean, it's a it's a PBS fucking thing. So it's there's nothing like fantastic about it besides like they do get good actors and everything. But I don't know. It's probably closer to two and a half, but I gave it a three. It's just a hard thing to rate because it's not really like cinematic in any way. It's just more information, but the information is clear and easy and the reenactments that they do are with good actors. So it was watchable. I mean, for a two hour documentary, like that kind of plays as like one of those movies that you roll in the cart into a classroom and you would hit play on. (laughs) I think for something like that, it's very easy to watch and entertaining. And that also could just be because I watched Oppenheimer. So it's like, I'm able to engage and like piece the movie together more as I'm watching this, but it was super hard to find. I did buy the episode on Apple TV because it was very hard to find. So I was like, I'm just going to buy this because it's like four bucks. Uh, if you guys are interested and you want to pop it on, as a, even as background noise, it would uh, it might help with your enjoyment of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. But anyway, I settled on a three. So I finished off, except for Element or whatever it's called. Elemental. That That's it. I watched Lightyear, which is really hated. Like, really hated. I think it's the lowest rated of any Pixar movie. Probably. And I had to make, even though my score is not very high on it, I felt like I had to be, it's like a hero score because, like, I do not understand why it's hated so much. Like, it's very inoffensive looks great like it's again like you have like the soul and stuff of with pixar which are like incredible movies and then you have like you know some stuff that's like this where it's just like entertaining but and well done but ultimately there's not much there and that's what this was and i don't know like why it is so hated because isn't he like gay or something no there's a there's, there's a one there is a gay couple in it, but they're like not even the main characters. Like they're just like a a side character. But I don't know. And she's not even like like spoiler. She she dies because like okay, he gets stranded on a planet because of a mistake he makes, and now everybody that's in this ship, which is like a whole society basically of people now have to live on this planet, which is kind of hostile because of his mistake. And the commander, who was his partner, he's not a commander, he's a captain. Like, she is a lesbian and has, ends up getting, and like, in order to get off the planet, they have to create a new crystal that allows hyperspeed so that they can get out of there. So he has to keep testing it, but because time is relative, every time he tests one of the failures, years go by and like so she has a whole relationship she has like a kid and stuff and like and then like the kid grows up and she's like not that much younger than him by the end of it because he just he cannot get over 
like that he made this mistake and he has to fix it. So he thinks he needs to do this. But every time he does it now, it's been like a century basically. And he's the same age because he just keeps testing over and over. But everyone else he knew is like dead. <laughs> and then like this other like the Zerg or whatever ends up like taking over blah, blah, blah. There's like some time things and then and like all that good stuff. But like. It's like not that deep, but it's fun. I just there's I just don't really understand why people hate it so much. Yeah, I get it was canceled because of that, but they're not the main characters. Like she dies like pretty early on into the movie. And like no one else is gay in it. <laughs> so like if that's the reason they hate it, it just seems kind of weird. It's but it's so low on letterbox. Is that just because they hate gay? I heard people it's not too? Good. No, I heard despite the I mean, Letterbox has been invaded by some other people. But... That, I mean, it's not like crazy low. It's like two point nine. That's pretty low. I mean, you get <laughs> your score doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah, Jacob's but right in line, he's point one off. Seventy one k people, which is quite a bit higher, is gave you exactly what you gave it. So, yeah. You're but I mean, I see Travis now. gave it a two, and I would like to know why he hated it so much. Oh. Probably because it sucked. I don't know. <laughs> like it's not that bad though. It's just it's forgettable and but inoffensive. And I'm like not mad. I watched it. It's not even like that long or anything. I don't know. About hour forty five. Yeah, it's just it's fine. Jacob just said Disney Stan. Well, I mean, it's right at where I say like it's fine, right? I give it a three. It's fine. It was as good as Luca. See that I have yeah. a hard time believing. No, it was. Let's Luca's not that great either. <laughs> okay, I gotta catch up on all these. Yeah, I would like to hear you watch those two and think that they're both like mediocre, over treading stories that have already been done. I think people hate this so much is because it's Lightyear and they think they're trying to make money on just the Toy Story franchise. Yeah, that could be that it's a spinoff of yeah. Toy Story. And like I if this was just a just a random person and this was the exact same story instead of Buzz Lightyear, I think it wouldn't be as low. Right. But because right. it's Buzz Lightyear, they're like, oh, they're just trying to get off the Toy Story name and try to make money and sell toys and stuff. But like if it wasn't Lightyear, people would be higher on this. Because it's it's like not offensive or anything. It's just a okay fine movie to throw on and i wasn't like bored it was a it felt a little long at, even at an hour 45 but yeah i don't know it was fine i mean that's pretty long for an animated movie i guess yeah comparison it's not wally it's not soul it's not any of those it's not even toy stories it's but it's like uh, it's Coco? toy stories it's not even close to coco either yeah but it's like it's fine <laughs> So three. All right, cool. Uh, that's it for me, Jacob. Do you have anything else? That was it. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Well, we uh, we sh- can say we got the Yorgos Premium coming up. Uh, that took up a little bit of my time as well. One of the other movies I watched this week was a Yorgos movie, but saving it for the premium. So, um, keep on the lookout for that. All right, next week is we're gonna do Barbie for sure. Whether Josh has seen it or not, sorry. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we're talking about talking about uh, combining talk to me as well because we'll have a week. Jacob and I have already seen Barbie. I know well Josh have to see both, but uh, we'll see. We'll see about maybe doing a double feature next week to make up for the week off. But uh, Barbie for sure, either way. So stay tuned for that. All right. If you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. We are also on Patreon. The uh, link for that will be in the show notes. Um, I'm not sure how the search feature is doing. We have been posting the regular episodes on there, so hopefully we're gaining some functionality search functionality because before you it was very hard to find us but uh yeah on patreon also you can find the regular episodes as well as the premiums for one dollar per month all right and uh, i am on letterbox and untapped at the kg project i'm on both those as jsal 517 that's jsal 517 and i'm on both platforms at josh underscore Saldana. all right thanks for listening cheers guys Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, want to quit? You really make me sick with your fraudulent behavior. You're gonna make me flip and then an army couldn't save you. Why don't you behave, you little rug rat? Take a little tip from the tabloid, because I know I'm not paranoid. When I say I saw you trying to mock me, now you and your crew are on a mission trying to hawk me. But it isn't happening, you fraudulent foes. You used to front big time, now I suppose that everything's cool since the style of apparel you adopted. You used to make fun of, but now you wanna rock it, so you gotta kick it with the homies, but DEL is already hip to your cronies, me and CMP has thought about this and never have we seen a brother who would hover like Mr. 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 Dabalina. Oh, no, it was Brad. Too much peach for my personal taste. Oh, then it's gonna be all me. May 27th, <laughs> 2023 also. Brad? Yeah, some he... people don't like peach flavored stuff. Alyssa hates peach flavored stuff. Wouldn't even drink a, beach, a peach bush light. Well, she's a cho. She's a cho. Mega cho. Mega cho.